Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Governor Newsom unveiled his budget blueprint for the next fiscal year today, and it includes record spending and projects a $45 billion surplus. The governor is also proposing universal health care for all Californians, regardless of immigration status, which would be a national first. The governor's record $286 billion spending plan exceeds the so-called GAN limit, and that may mean even more money for the schools and rebates to California taxpayers, although the numbers could change significantly by May when the budget is revised. For more on the state's new budget plan, we're joined live by Chris Haney, executive director of the Independent California Budget and Policy Center. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, First of all, what, what is your sort of overview of this budget outlook as far as low and middle income families are concerned, which I know is the focus of your organization? Yeah, first, thanks for having me. Uh, and, and I would say our, our overall take, you know, just in these first couple of hours since the release, is that the governor's using a lot of the state's additional revenues that it didn't know it would have a year ago at this time uh, to make some significant investments in trying to address a combination of the public health effects and the economic effects of the pandemic. So there's emergency funding for public health, issues, and then there's some both emergency and ongoing funding uh, to try and address the economic effects for low- and middle-income households. As Doug mentioned, the governor made national news today with his call for Medi-Cal to cover everyone, regardless of immigration status. Do you think the state legislature will get behind that? I do. Over the last couple of years, the legislature has been pushing the governor's office to uh, extend Medi-Cal or health care coverage for low-income households to Californians who are undocumented, and they made a couple of steps earlier. They First, they added 18 to 25-year-olds, and then they expanded it to uh, people 50 years and older, and so the gap was the remaining 26 to 49-year-old community, and the governor has basically come out of the box and said he's on board with uh, making health care available to everyone. So with this expansion, of course, uh, California has this big budget surplus to pay for. In the years to come, can the state afford to keep that program going? Yeah, it looks like it can, actually. The the Legislative Analyst Office, which is the independent uh, analyst for the legislature, actually said coming into this budget cycle that they thought the state had between 3 and $8 billion of space in terms of adding more ongoing obligations over the next few years. And so uh, there is room uh, uh, to add this element to the budget. You know, they have it, all things are trade-offs, right? When you make spending in one arena, it means you might not be able to spend in others. But this has been a priority for a state legislator. It's been a priority uh, for advocates. And the governor is now saying um, it's part of his 
approach to providing health care for all. One of the things that made a lot of people's ears pick up today is when they heard they might get a, a tax rebate, a, a refund, because the state has exceeded the spending limit. And anything over that limit, of course, has to be split between the schools and then go back to the taxpayers. At the moment, that's $2.6 billion, but of course it could change. How likely do you think it is that taxpayers will indeed see refunds, and how much do you think we could be talking about? So I think the governor uh, left a lot of questions on the table about this. Uh, he signaled that um, the state has gone over the state's spending limit in the current fiscal year and in the prior fiscal year. He did not say whether that would be the case for 2022-23. But regardless, it means that whatever amount we go over the spending limit, it has to be split between schools and rebates for taxpayers. Uh, my suspicion is that where he's headed with this and where the state legislature will move is to provide targeted tax relief to middle and lower income households. So if you remember when they were deliberating this year's budget, they passed two rounds of what they called the Golden State Stimulus. Uh, which provided one-time cash assistance through the tax system to people making less than $75,000 a year. I suspect you're going to see something like that. Of course, the wild card in all of this planning is the COVID pandemic itself. Uh, how satisfied are you that this blueprint takes into account what could happen moving forward? They were very clear that they don't know. Uh, the economic forecast that they put in place that drives their revenue estimates have to be finalized in, in like November of the prior year. So they didn't know the latest variant uh, was coming in terms of COVID-19. And so they're going to have to adjust over the next few months if there are um, sustained economic effects of the Omicron uh, surge. Uh, and, you know, they're still waiting to see data, it looks like, in terms of just how long that might go on and what kind of ep- economic effects might be expected. Another biggie in this proposed budget is homelessness. Governor proposing record spending to address it. Do you think that there is enough there to address income equality, which is a big factor in causing homelessness? Uh, Well, he is trying to address it in some ways. So uh, the proposal includes an expansion of the state's young child tax credit, which provides $1,000 to every household with a child under the age of six. He is proposing to expand that tax credit so that people who aren't able to work, say because they're caregivers of some kind, can also receive it, which will increase the number of people who could receive it in significant ways. He's also um, talked about trying to provide some kinds of temporary assistance, potentially as part of this response to the state spending limit. So there are some efforts to try to provide some cash assistance to address income inequality, I think longer term, the question about income inequality in state depends a lot on questions like trying to make housing more affordable, uh, rebuilding the state's child care system. And I think we don't know enough yet about the state budget to say for sure about its long term impacts. From your perspective, is there one thing that's in this budget that you wish wasn't there, something you don't like? And is there anything he left out that you wish he had included? You know, I think the one proposal that I think is is um, most notable as potentially not being needed is the governor's proposing to pay down the state's unemployment insurance debt. So uh, when we have a lot of people who become unemployed and receive unemployment insurance benefits, those benefits are actually paid by employers uh, through payroll taxes. But the Cal- but California has a very, very low uh, payroll tax, which means our 
trust fund that we pay for those benefits out of is always underfunded, and we end up having to borrow the money from the federal government. And then when we get out of economic strife periods, we pay it back over the next decade. Um, we are already on a schedule to pay that back to the federal government at very favorable terms, uh, and it doesn't need to be paid back early. Paying it back early essentially amounts to giving a tax break over the next decade, um, uh, and it doesn't actually it really help in the next few years. So it's sort of an unnecessary proposal, but he's got $3 billion allocated to it that he's saying is because he's trying to help small businesses. There are actually better ways you could target support for small businesses if you wanted to really make sure that they were getting help in the next year or two. And the governor does have some other proposals like that, but the unemployment insurance um, debt pay down is really an unnecessary part of the budget. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris Haney, Executive Director of the Independent California Budget and Policy Center. Thanks, as always, for your expertise. As we take a closer look at Governor Newsom's budget, a lot more to come, of course, in the days ahead. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 